This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. Of course, you know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Got my man Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always, always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio each and every Monday. We call it Happy Hour with Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL Alice. He loves doing it, especially he's ready. Come on. I've been here since you play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's Happy Hour with Herm. Music comes in not about two minutes before he gets started with us. He's in here about an hour, getting ready, Come getting the notes organized. He does the NFL Monday Blitz each and every after every Monday afternoon at three o'clock Eastern Time on ESPN and ESPN Two. Always get a happy hour with Herm. By the Monday Night Football tonight, Detroit Lions about to play their first Monday Night Football game since 2018, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. You shared a pretty cool way that if you were the coach, Dan mm-hmm. Campbell, of Detroit Lions, what would you say to your team before they played tonight against the Raiders? When you walk into the stadium tonight, embrace the atmosphere and the electricity because this is what it will feel like when we enter the playoffs. This atmosphere is the atmosphere you're going to have to learn how to play in now. So go embrace it. And I'm walking out. That, that's, out. A, that's, a, that's a good point, though, Coach, because, yeah. see, this, this team haven't, haven't experienced no, this. No, they have not. In a very, very long time, right? And they have young players that make plays for this football team that needs to understand what it's going to be like, Mm -hmm. how similar it's going to be to playoff football moving forward. Yeah, and now Jared Goff has been in that situation, which is good because he's the quarterback. But a lot of these guys have never experienced that. I mean, look, this is the Detroit Lions. They have a fan base now. They're all in, man. Mm -hmm. And it's great. I mean, I've played in that stadium, uh, you know – in my career, and, and 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 we've gone up there with with teams when you know we went up there when when that one little guy number twenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, we couldn't. Yeah, when we when we, when we, when we had a good defense, and I just told them boys, I said, "What are we supposed to do?" I said, "Well, if you can touch him, we just hopefully uh, the referees will think that's a tackle if we can't get him on the ground." <laughs> that dude was amazing, man. That dude had number twenty. That that that. <laughs> that Barry Sanders guy, I was like, oh boy, he, oh, this different cat, he different cat, you know. But that's, you know, but 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 no, really, they got a great fan base. I yeah. mean, th- this city is hungry for this. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they got the bad boys, the Pistons. We know about all right. that, and and the Detroit baseball team and all that. But th- these are some football fans, and what they're going to witness tonight since 2018, last time they had a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. I promise you, would you turn the game on tonight and and just turn your volume up and just anticipate what it's going to sound like. It's like, whoa, these people are really excited. Yeah, by the way, Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL Ants. Always happy hour with Herm each and every Monday on this time on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. When I say San Francisco 49ers, three-game losing streak, what do you say? They've lost their mojo a little bit on defense because that's what Harry said. By the way, yeah. when you think about this defense, what it wants to do, uh, they're a three deep team. They, they don't want to bring a lot of pressure. They want to get there before man rush. Um, it was a little bit exposed when you saw them play the Vikings. They started bringing more pressure. Now the one pressure that he brought the casino in 16 seconds, he understood he made a bad call, or you can't call that there, right? But they're not getting to the quarterback. 
it was very evident when they played Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And you watch the receivers, especially attack the corners. The corners are struggling right now covering. And even when you play three deep zone, it's still a match zone. You're still in man to man, right? And the rush helps you in all those things. And, you know, they, they got a fantastic defense. But now all of a sudden, this defense has gone from giving up 13 points a game. In the last three weeks, it's at 24. That's a staggering number. Yeah. Along with this, their offense now is turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. This is not what they do. This is not complimentary football for the 49ers. So now you have this team trying to find this way. Now they got they got to buy, and they're going to look at some things, but that is the problem right now. People have time to throw the ball. They're attacking their secondary because they're not getting there with the rush. I mean, have you heard Bosa's name in the last no. couple weeks? Only nope. in pregame warm-ups. That's it. Hardgrave, and he got some guys. And it's like, they ain't getting there. Armstead. So if, Armstead, so if you're Wilkes, you're going, hey, man, I got I to gotta bring five. No, I got to bring six. Right. Well, okay. That's real good. If they don't get there, you got a problem. So, Coach, let me, let me ask you about this. Because mm-hmm. when I viewed their last few games, yes. when they played on Monday Night Football, right, yes. versus the Vikings, the job that Kevin O'Connell did oh, offensively in his game plan, and also Brian Flores, I looked at the game yesterday and what Zach Taylor in that offense was able to do also, defensive coordinator Lou Onarumo, would you contribute some of that towards coaching too? Oh, for the, being out coached by the, your opponent if you're Kyle Shanahan and, and Steve Wilkes? Well, I don't know if it's my out coach as, as much as it is um, attack their deficiencies, right? Yep. And I think before, you know, when, they're, when their offense is playing with the lead and when their offense is dictating the terms how the game's to be played, these long, cumbrous drives, right? And every once in a while they break one long, right? Mm-hmm. And they just kind of wear you down because they don't make mistakes. Well, now the quarterback's making mistakes. Quarterback can't carry the team. Look, they're missing a component. That, 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 that Debo fella, oh, he's yeah. pretty good now when he gets the ball in his hand. Well, he ain't, he's on the sideline. Okay, Williams so, too. Right. And, 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 and you know, Kittle is kind of, why they don't use him a lot, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure what they're doing, they're not allowing him a free release off the line of scrimmage. And so now you got the runner, okay, the runner's fine. Ayuk, you got those three components, but as fast as they can move the ball down the field, the defense all of a sudden is getting up chunks. And the defense is getting scored on. So this is new to them. They haven't felt this way. I mean, this team was a dominant team. When the first four weeks, Absolutely. you'd say the 49ers the best team. Yep. This is what makes the NFL so great. Yeah, no doubt about right. that. Yeah. Every week, man, you walk out there and you go, okay, and then you go, oh, what just happened? <laughs> How did this happen, right? This is, the, this is why this – see, this is not college football. When you have a dominant team in college football, you look at your schedule and you say, well, there's maybe two tough games here. Because we got better players than everybody else. Right. So we're going in the NFL, you know, all players are they're, they're good players. You, you don't make the NFL not being a good player. Now sometimes you don't play together collectively mm-hmm. and you make mistakes, but on any given Sunday, and it's the truth, you can get your teeth knocked in. If you in the NFL. Yeah. Wow. Great right. story. Herm, yeah, no doubt. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL Ounce. Always happy hour with Herm each and every Monday on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. When it comes to that, who is a team right now that you say to yourself, man? Keep an eye on that team or those teams because mm-hmm. they may not have been talked about early, but they're going to be talked about now going forward. Now, I heard you and Harry talking about this earlier when I was sitting in here, and, and I'm going to do it this way, make it real simple for people. In AFC, and you can, you can toss them up and put them any way you want, 
Here's the teams I like. You got Kansas City. You got the Ravens. You got Cincinnati now with a healthy quarterback. You got Miami. You got the Bills and the Jaguars. Okay. At the end, they're, they're, they're going to be the ones that are standing, okay. in my opinion. Right. How it falls in, take, I don't know. I ain't going to sit here and tell you I know because I don't. <laughs> I'm like everybody else. When they play on Sunday, I go, okay, let's see what happens. Right. NFC, you got the Eagles. You got the Lions. You got the 49ers. You got the Seattle Seahawks, who happen to be in first place in the, in the, in the NFC uh, West. And then you got... Uh, you know, I always say I'm last, and I shouldn't say this because they actually played good the other day. The Cowboys. <laughs> but I can't say I'm first. I can't. That's, that's against the rules. I was going to say it goes against everything. Yeah, you can't. You, you, you can't it goes against everything it, you regard as holy in yeah, football. You, you can't even. It's hard for me to get it out. <laughs> but no, but they're playing good, and I'm happy for Dak. And I'm happy for them because they, they, they have an excellent football team. They do. So that's the. That's the NFC for me. You can say the Saints and the Rams, but now no. I'm going to just stay with those. AFC has a couple more contenders. The next three weeks, when I'm back on the show every week, I guess every Monday I come in here, mm. we'll kick it around again and see a- how absolutely. this all unfolds, right? Because yeah, no it's going to be interesting. So let me, let me ask you about the Dallas Cowboys. Come on here. Because before this past game, mm. I didn't know what their offensive identity mm. was. And I think when you watch them play against the Chargers and now watch them play against the Los Angeles Rams – I think I have an idea, and it's if you're Mike McCarthy, you have to put the ball in Dak Prescott's hands, yeah. and let him take you where you want to go. Especially what are your thoughts on that. No, you're you're correct, Harry. Especially the way you called and set him up mm-hmm. last week, because that's what he can do. That that's what he can do. You make it clean for him. Uh, you know, make it very direct. Understand uh, the concepts of the coverages. Get him in position to where you 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 you, you get rid of the ball, throw it, and he really played good. He played good, man. It was fun to watch him play. I was happy for the guy because of all the, mm-hmm. you know, because all the. It's, just, it's but that's what happens when you wear the star on the side of your helmet. Absolutely. You know? And and it's it's funny because I've always said this: as much as we beat up the Cowboys because they're America's team, they've been dubbed America's team from Jerry. The Chargers are the same team. When you think about talent, okay. Got it. Think about the Chargers. Right. When them dudes walk out in the warm-ups. On paper, they, they, yeah. they got them. But, but, but Harry, when they walk on the field, you go, my Lord, look at these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> they got a basketball team on offense. Yes, they, they do. do. Okay? Uh-huh. You can't cover them, guy. Yeah. And on defense, you look over there and you go, my word. I mean, they got seven pro bowlers. They're the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But no one talks about them because they're, they're kind of like on the West Coast and it's the 49ers. It used to be the Raiders back in the day. Uh, the okay? Rams. The Rams. And then it's kind of this team that was in San Diego, the Chargers. Right. Mm-hmm. And they never kind of get, but they're kind of like the Cowboys. In the big moments, they kind of like wilt uh, away uh-huh. and no one says anything because they're the chargers you know and they <laughs> you know and they they out there fishing and they on the boats and it's all good in san diego look i was at san diego state for the one year that was old renegade school when all the double transfers went down there and all the good players down there that's where everybody kind of hung out of san diego state. and it was funny because i came from cal berkeley san diego state the first thing i noticed i said you know what i never seen so many girls in short dresses and swimming suits okay and cal berkeley they got big coats on and all of that 
said, man, why did it take me so long to come down here? Right? I was like, oh, my word. I said, man, I said, Lord, Lord, Lord. Jones is wide open, oh, man. Huh? It was like I said, I see why all these guys come down here double transfers. Because it was funny. Back in the day, I went there. They didn't recruit any high school players. It was all JC guys and uh-huh. double transfers, right? right? And you went to San Diego State to call it like the, a little bit of the renegade school. Uh-huh. Had all these great players. Right. And you know, and then you walk the first day I walked on campus, I went, My Lord. I said, what is this? What have I done? I was up in Cal Berkeley, man. It was like people in big coats and people got hair on their face. I'm like, you know, you got guys over there asking for money. I'm going, hey, what what where is this place, man? It's unbelievable. Same state, too. It's the same state as in California. But it really is it. it and so really it was isn't. like, it was bizarre. I said, what am I doing? What what took me so long? But anyway, her walk up. Walk on over to Tijuana. Oh, oh my word. I ain't even bring that up yet, Coach. Don't, don't even go there. Didn't even have to. Remember with ESPN NFL ads. Always great having happy hours yeah. with Herm each and every time this Monday on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Now we go from that great to whatever happened yesterday oh. at MetLife Stadium. You said before we came on, you said they should have taken no, that game they should have blacked TV. it out. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at halftime, it should have been blacked out. <laughs> You know, sometimes when you don't pay your cable bill, the TV just cuts off. Uh-huh, just yeah, cut yeah. it off. <laughs> that, that, if, if you're if you're in the National Football League and you're right. watching that, you're going enough of this. We got to get this off the air, guys. Uh huh. Yeah. This is this is bad. Yes. Awful football, and we oh. got an extra and we got an extra nine eight nine nine oh, minutes and, of and, it. And I watched it, and I'm like, this is really. But it goes to show you when you when you are deficient at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. And I say this all the time. The field is 150 yards long. Not 100 yards, 150. You just can't. It's hard to make a first down. It's unbelievable when people think, hey, uh, you know what you're talking about, coach. I'm telling you, it's hard. You sit there as a coach and you're going, just if we can just get in a position where we could punt it, and then maybe wow. the defense can stop them. Uh-huh. Both those coaches realize that somewhere in the middle of that game, they went, you know what? We got to play special teams, and the defense will win this game. And you got to make calculated decisions. I thought some decisions that were made, I would have done it a little bit different. I'm not trying to out-second guess the coaches. But how would you have done it different? Well, look, when the Giants have the ball, and you're driving, and you get to fourth and one, you got a decision to make. You're trying to run the clock out. You're trying to get up a score. You know, you're trying to get three points. Or or you say, you know what? I'm giving it to my best player. It happens to be number 26. Mm-hmm. And we got to make a yard. I'm going to try to make a yard with him. I ain't kicking the ball. I am not kicking this ball. I'm giving it to my runner, right? Because all you talk about all the time, boys, there's going to be games where we got to make a yard to win. Exactly. You got to win the game now. You make a yard, game's over. No question. So you don't make it. They get the ball, let's just say. Then you play soft defense Mm -hmm. versus a quarterback that's kind of shaky. You know, (laughs) you you play soft defense and he just takes the ball down the field. Then they kick the field goal to tie it. Okay, so now you're in overtime. You haven't lost. So now you sit there and you go, okay. By the way, you have the third-string quarterback playing that hasn't had a lot of reps, playing against a really good defense, and you win the toss. Okay, I'm going to kick it to them. (laughs) I'm going to let my defense go on the field and say, Zach Uh Zach Wilson, you take the team down there and you try to put them in field goal position. What do they do? Mm -hmm. They took the ball. And I'm going... Why are you doing that? <laughs> this poor kid, he got no shot. None. 
at all. He has no chance. No matter what you say, because he can't move it running it. You got to throw it some, and you're going, you can't do this to this kid, man. Coach, they had minus nine yards. Did you see what happened? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's have that, has that ever happened in the NFL game? This was one of the worst games ever played in captivity. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to sit there and watch it, and I coached one of the teams. Yes, you did. And I went, my word. You know, it's like this – you got to black that out. You can't let people continue to watch this. <laughs> you paid to be in a stadium. That's one thing. I mean, you know, and, and look, and I, I, I'm, ma- I'm making jest of it. I'm making fun of it. Look, these guys were competing their tails off. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from the players, from the coaches. But it comes a point where you got to get a feel of the game and go, hey, man, you know what? This is a defensive game. I, 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 I got to play field position, and yep. I can't put the quarterback in harm's way because mm. he can lose the game for me. Right. These quarterbacks can't win the game. They can actually lose it for me. So my defense, both those defense was playing their tails off. Especially Thibodeau, who was fantastic for the Giants. Hey, man, let me tell you something. It's a true story. When I was at Tampa Bay, we had one of the best defenses in captivity. I mean in captivity. Mm. And we were rolling. Yeah, three Hall of Famers. Four. Four Hall of Famers. Right. Four. Yeah, yeah, John Lynch. Yes. Lynch. Okay. Mm. So we're playing the Chicago Bears. <laughs> they beat us, I want to say, nine to six. No, ten to ten to six. Okay. The offense throws the interception for a touchdown. That's how they score. Why? And then, and then we fumble the ball and they kick the field goal. So that's how they got their points. And the defense, listen to this number, held them to under 50 yards total offense. Oh, Lord. And you guys lost? And we lost. Ten to six. Ten to six. And coach, I'm glad you brought up special teams though, because oh. you know when, when you're oh. young and, and you're a returner, yeah. Right then and there, you might not understand when the special teams coach say, "Hey, man, yes, we want a explosive big return, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can get us one first down, down yes, like right. it, that's very meaningful. That's when exactly you right. Watch a game like the Jets and Giants yesterday. Right. How pivotal is that from it, a return standpoint, Harry? It's very because every ten yards you make. You know this. Even if we don't score, we push that other offense back right. and make them play on a long yeah, field. Long field. Right. And maybe that quarterback or somebody will make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's you're hoping point. the other opponent makes. You're hoping you can win it through special teams, like Harry said, or defense. Because offensively, you're going to struggle some. But you don't want to lose it offensively. And, wow. and and players know that. You know, I mean, they know that, and it's like. You get into this game, and before you know it, you get going. You think you start thinking, "Well, I got to throw it." No, you don't. Right. If it's three and out, go ahead and punt, man. We're yeah. good. Just yeah. somebody's gonna make a mistake. Let it. Don't put the mistake in our in our in our huddle. Yeah. D- and, don't force this guy to do something that he can. Because you, after a while, you're watching the game and you're going, "Hey, man, this is is about fumbling uh, <laughs> a special teams play." But the quarterback, you just don't want him to lose the game for you. Yeah. In that case, the coach lost the game for the Giants. Oh, yesterday. it's just decisions you make, man. And it's hard coaching, you know, and it's easy to second guess, guys. But yeah. I watched that yesterday, and yeah. I've been in those games, guys. I, I've been there as a player. I've been there as a coach. And it's it's a helpless feeling. It really is. And Harry, you've played. It's it's a helpless feeling because you know you're going, man. We can't move the ball, mm-hmm. and you're trying as hard. And these players are playing as hard as they can, man. Right. And yep. it's like, but it's hard to watch. Yeah. Well, maybe Brian Dable should have taken the advice of somebody from 21 years ago. You play to win the game. Hello. You play to win the game. 
You don't play it, just play it. it that was 21 years ago yeah. today it's, when it's you said hard. that. Yeah. It's hard. It, you know, it, 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 it really is hard, man. And it's, it, I always tell people, it, it's hard to make a first down. It is. People think it's, you know, at pro football. Man, there's games where you look and you go, it's hard to make a first. I'm telling you, that Chicago game, I'll never forget it. These dudes on defense were playing so hard. And all the offense had to do was just don't screw it up. They gave him 10 points. <laughs> right. The defense never gave many points. Wow. The offense gave him their points. Well, it's only interception for a touchdown and fumbling the ball. It's funny you say that because we talk about the Broncos beating the Kansas City Chiefs. That's yeah. how the Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs scored nine points. Right? Right. And people wonder, how can that happen in pro football? It can happen. Yeah, especially a team that gave us 70 points not too long ago. A month ago. A month the ago. The defense gave us 70 yeah, points. Yeah, nine points yeah. a month later to a Chiefs offense that had been getting it going pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. In the last couple of weeks. You are a treat as always, Herman. And next time you go to San Diego, let us know, okay? <laughs> <laughs> My wife won't allow me to go down there anymore. Get seat. <laughs> That's a dangerous place. That's if, you're, if, you're a, if you're a bachelor, go to San Diego. <laughs> if you're married, don't even cross the border. Exactly. Just stay, stay, stay away. Yeah, because you've been a keeper. We know it's cheaper. Yeah, He's Herman with the ESPN NFL analyst. We always do happy hour each and every Monday at this time. Herman, it's always a treat that he joins us here on Friday. Harry, you can join us anytime you want to be a part of the conversation of Dr. Pepper. Call the line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Let us know who is that team to watch out for in the NFL, 888-729-3776. And could Jameis Winston be a Minnesota Viking by this time tomorrow? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. On this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, he is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Could Jameis Winston be a Minnesota Viking 
by 4 p.m. tomorrow. We'll get into that, but a couple people want to weigh in in terms of what teams are really the ones to watch out for right now in a definitely loaded and wide open National Football League. Evan in Ohio wants to weigh in on that at 888-729-3776. O-H-I-O, Evan, what you got, my man? Hey, go Buckeyes, man. I just got to say, I mean, C.J. Stroud has been tearing it up with the Texans, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they're the second-best team in the AFC South. I think Will Levis has cemented his spot as the starting QB for the Tennessee Titans. And I think I think they have a chance to be with Levis as the signal caller for the Tennessee Titans. I 100% agree. And I, I don't think a first, you know, starting game for Will Levis could have gone any better than what it did versus the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. The guy, 238 yards, four touchdowns, didn't turn the football over. Derrick Henry, you know, did what he was supposed to do on the ground, but getting the ball to their best player from a receiving standpoint, DeAndre Hopkins, and right, his second touchdown that D-Hop caught, Mm -hmm. it was a double move, right? Stutter and go on the safety. Uh, Once again, I will say this. If a receiver's messed up with a safety, quarterback, just don't mess it up. Give them a chance because safeties cannot guard receivers. They missed that same play early in the game, but they kept it in their back pocket. And Will Levis made sure that he completed it a second time around. Uh, I loved his growth. Right. And I think being able to sit down and watch, you know, Ryan Tannehill for a while before he actually went out there and played uh, for a very, very long period of time was very beneficial for him. One thing I think. Yeah. Also wanted to prove that he can do this and he can be the guy. And I thought it was a great performance for him and also for the front office of the Tennessee Titans who are looking to do some special things moving forward with this team. And especially when you know he has that chip on his shoulder because he firmly believes he should have gone a lot higher in the draft early this year. So that's always going to be that Tom Brady maneuver that he can use to say, oh, you guys passed on me. I'm going to make each and every one of you pay. And he says, hey, I know it was a first-time starter. Uh, I mean, I, I was confident all game. I was really just taking it one play at a time. I mean, just all the other guys doing their jobs was giving me confidence and knowing that everyone, uh, for the most part, was their head was, head was in the right spot and we were, we were clicking them all 11 of 11. Uh, so just was trying to take it one play at a time. So I will say this. Mm-hmm. Do not count the Tennessee Titans out. So I do mm-hmm. agree with the caller because – Next week, they have the Steelers, and after that, they have the Bucks. Okay. They have Jacksonville, which is a divisional opponent. Right. So those things could go either way. Right. Carolina and the Colts before they face Miami. So this is like a, a five-week stretch for Tennessee that can put them in a position to be in contention to make the playoffs mm-hmm. or take them out of it. Put it this way. He could have played like garbage yesterday, but as long as he played in that uniform, I oh, didn't care. Man. How sweet were the Oilers love your blues that they wore? And then you had the Falcons wearing their black. It looked like a bowl game yesterday in Nashville. That was so much of a great contrast where they allowed the Houston Oilers uniforms, the throwback uniforms, to be worn by the Tennessee Titans. For those who don't know, that's where they played before they moved to Tennessee. And then the NFL told the Houston Cougars football team that you can't do the same thing that they did earlier this year. Yeah, what a bunch cat. of bullies. Copycat. What a bunch of bullies. Put them up. Exactly. Put them up. Yeah, but I'm not going to go against the NFL. And, I, and I'll, I and I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I played for both these organizations, right? It was the Harry Douglas Bowl yesterday. There should have been a trophy given out, but no leopards for everybody. And I I have a great relationship with both owners, both Uh GMs uh, and coaches on on the staff, man. And 
the only reason why I wasn't at that game because I had to call the Dolphins and Patriots game. Uh-huh. But I talked to a lot of people, man. They said it was a, it was alumni weekend for Tennessee. It was right. a great weekend, man. Everyone had a great uh, great time, and I and I didn't pick a winner for that one. I just wanted to, wanted it to be a great game, and it was. It was a very good game, especially Will Levis, who threw as many touchdown passes in one game twice more than. Ryan Tannehill had thrown all season long. He had two. Will Levis had four in yesterday's game. Brian in Connecticut, my friend, what you got to say about the NFL on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio? Gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. The team I'm watching right now are my New York football giants because okay. if they're smart, they're going to be dumping Danny, they're going to be dumping Dable, and they're going to be dumping Saquon and rebuild the whole thing. What? Brian, you're done with Dayball after only a year and a half? You're done with him as a head coach? I coached that game for 17 years, and I've never seen a guy look like he believed his press so much and stopped preparing his teams. I've never seen a guy get outcoached this much when I had hope for him in year one. I, I don't. I don't think the the organization could do that because right. What's one of the things that's been the knock on this organization, right? That you keep recycling through mm-hmm. coaches over and over and over again. At some point, right. there ha- there has to be some consistency. Now, do uh-huh. I think they need a new quarterback? Yes. Do I think they need more offensive line players? Sure. Yes. Yes. But I but I think there's enough there right now moving forward when you have key additions to this team for for them to be okay. They're not I, moving on from their quarterback until after next year. That's way too much guaranteed money to move on from Daniel Jones. So he's going to be the Giants quarterback the rest of this year, and they say he's going to be activated and ready to go this week for the New York Giants and also in 2024. What they're going to do about Saquon Barkley, I have no idea, but there's no reason for them not to give him the long-term contract that he should have gotten before the season got started. They moved on from Leonard Williams. They traded the Seattle Seahawks, the defensive lineman. They get a 2024 second-round pick and a 2025 fifth-round selection. So they get two extra selections when it comes to the NFL draft, one next year and one the year after that. Which is huge. Right, but you got to hit on guys. It's huge if yep. you have it, but it's, it stinks if you don't do anything with it. You got to start hitting on guys if you're the New York Giants because look at people in your division. The Giants, the Giants look at the Cowboys who have hit on people. The Eagles who have hit on people. Why should Commanders find a quarterback in the fifth round and Sam well, Howell? And see, that's, that's their the guy. Thing. I'm glad you brought that up because when you look at the landscape of the San Francisco 49ers, they have been over. They have been able to over the years rounds three through seven. Yeah. To hit on guys. So Absolutely. We, we know your first and second round picks, and I'll even say third round picks sometimes of guys that you can count on, but. In actual reality, rounds three through seven, you, those are the baseline players of your team. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to find diamonds in the rough like some of these other organizations who, who are having success have been able to do. Andre Mumford wants to push back on us. I'm about the Tennessee Titans being a contender AFC South at H. Douglas 83 and the Coleman ESPN on social media. He said, hey, I know that Levis had one good game, but let's pump the brakes on cementing his status as QB1 for the Titans. Lawrence and Stroud are the best quarterbacks in the AFC South. Titans are not making the playoffs. I'm not going to pump the brakes of him being the QB1 because no. Ryan Tanner has a high ankle sprain, and why would you move Will Levis out of the lineup if he continues to play like that for the Tennessee Titans? Well, number one, Ryan Tannehill has looked terrible this season, too. It's not that he's just hurt. He's looked terrible he's when terrible. he's been out there on the football field. He's been so if you have a young quarterback and he had the first start of his career be the one that he just had yeah. against a good Atlanta defense, one of the best defenses in the National Football League this season, let's not – Forget to say that, people. Yeah, four touchdown pass on them yesterday. Well, 
I think I want that guy to be my quarterback moving forward. Now, let's see how he's going to be on Thursday night football this this week versus at Pittsburgh. they got to go to Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, and, and I think if he has another you know, outstanding performance, then you, you have something there. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of the NFL trading deadline, it is tomorrow, Tuesday, 4 o'clock Eastern time. That's when the trading deadline reports are out there that the Saints and the Vikings could be making a deal. Kirk Cousins, out for the rest of the season, underwent an MRI this morning at Twin Cities Orthopedics in Minneapolis-St. Paul, confirmed an Achilles tendon tear. Timeline details of the upcoming surgery right now will be determined later on this week. And reports are out there that the Saints and the Vikings could be in the mix for a trade in which Jameis Winston goes there and then the Minnesota Vikings get him and move on from a couple of draft picks to have Jameis Winston leave New Orleans and be the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. And a lot of people may say, well, why would they want Jameis Winston? Number one, for me, I think it's a great fit because – what does James Winston like to do? Throw the ball throw down the field. football and throw mm. it downfield. Well, you have the arsenal. We know that Justin Jefferson is going to be coming back at some point, but Minnesota understands that they're in a prime position right now the way their schedule is set up Absolutely. to still make noise in the NFC. So you have to get a quarterback in there, someone who's been there, done it. Right. Even though James was the first, uh, the number one overall pick a while ago, he's still a guy that I think that has something in the tank. Now, are you going to have some turnovers here and there? Yes, you but But it can't be any worse than the turnovers the Minnesota Vikings have had already this season. There you go. Because yeah. that's part of the reason why they're in a situation they're in right now. And you can't go into that schedule like you mentioned where you got a bunch of teams you can beat with a rookie quarterback that does not know the offense. I know yep. Jameis Winston does not know the offense. It's a lot easier for him to pick that up being a guy that's played in the NFL, that's thrown for over 5,000 yards in a season, that's thrown for over 30 touchdowns in a season. And if he hadn't thrown as many interceptions, maybe they don't move on from him and bring Tom Brady from the New England Patriots. That's why they made that decision because of 30 TDs and 30-plus interceptions. But he's still a guy that can play, and the way that they can run things and do play play action and get the ball down the field, it could be a potential perfect fit when it comes to Jameis Winston, who could be on the block from the Saints going to the Minnesota Vikings with a trading deadline tomorrow in the NFL on Tuesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Great stuff from Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. Let's keep hearing from you, the team to watch out for in your opinion in the NFL, 888-729-3776. And we'll fill in this blank. The biggest surprise on Sunday in the NFL was Harry has his, I'll have mine, and together we'll have all of it. Next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. On this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, he is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to give you our biggest surprise that we saw in the National Football League. But a couple of people want to weigh in at 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What teams that they are watching out for in the National Football League? We go to Music City. That's home where Donald lives in Nashville. Donald, what NFL team do you believe is the one to watch out for, Donald? Hey, pretty. How you doing, man? We sure miss you at nighttime, man. You know, you like Keith Sweat at night for, for sports, man. <laughs> I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that, my man. Appreciate the kind words. Thank you so much for that. But uh, but uh, the team I think everybody needs to be really be careful for. Everybody keep counting your boy Joe Burrow out, man. I'm telling you, I just see this guy getting back in the stride. You know, as far as getting his team together, you know, him making the moves to make sure he put his team in position to win, and they missing a couple of pieces. And I think the Bengals are gonna be aggressive this time. They usually don't make trades, but I can see them trading for a tight end. I really can see that. There's been talks about them getting a running back as well. So. 
I think the team that needs to be watching is that uh, Joe Burrow and them. I think they're for real. Yeah, Donald, I agree with you Mm -hmm. 1,000%. Joe Burrow is healthy and looks healthy now. We've seen him maneuver in the pocket, which told us that, you know, he's back to being himself. We got T. Higgins involved. That connection was back in stone. Tight end position, I'm glad you brought that up, man. We've been saying that for like the last two or three weeks on this show, that if it's one position for the offense of the Cincinnati Bengals that we – don't have confidence in, I think it's a tight end position. Right. That's what they had the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. With yeah, Hayden absolutely. Hurst and C.J. Uzama. They don't have that right now. Irv Smith Jr. hasn't been able to be that guy for them in those regards to when everyone is covered, which is rarely because, you know, 7-11, you know, Jamar <laughs> Chase is on the, on the field. Open. But when he's double teamed, they have been able to count on their tight end to make plays and get first downs over the last two years. That hasn't been the case in 2023. Calvin of North Carolina, who is the NFL team that everybody should watch out for, my friend? Well, I think that uh, you better watch out for San Francisco because I, when last week when I called in and I said that, you know, Brock Purdy's probably showing us what he really is about, throwing, turning the ball over and, and, and not, not that, that player that you think he is. And, he, and, and he's, he's showing the two colors. He, he's not getting it done. People are making excuses for him, but the man just can't deal with pressure. Well, put, <laughs> put it this: I'm not going to say you're wrong, Calvin, in North Carolina, but no quarterback can deal with pressure. I don't care if you're Brock Purdy, I don't care if you're Josh Allen, I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes. You get constant pressure in the quarterback, that guy is going to break. That's as old as time itself in the National Football League. But I will say this about Purdy, Brock Purdy: if anybody needs to be had that running game be full tilt boogie, it is definitely a team with that kind of offense in San Francisco that everything is predicated on the running game. I just can't understand why people want to make this thing all about Brock Purdy. Have y'all not witnessed the defense be horrible the last two weeks? Well, you know the quarterback's the girl at the dance. If she's really attractive, everybody gives her attention. If she's really unattractive, everybody gives her attention. We're talking about a guy that hasn't even completed a full season yet in the National Football League, and everybody want to jump on the man's head. We talk about a defense that was number one in the National Football League last year. Right. Looked unstoppable for five weeks and then have been horrible the last two. Because people don't want to believe what they saw from him last year because they're going to make it everything involving not about him. When it comes to success and they're not playing well, then the failures will be placed at the feet of Brock Purdy. Is it fair? Of course it's not fair. But when you play that position and you get that kind of love and you have that kind of success early, there are going to be plenty of people. Not saying that our man Calvin in North Carolina is like that, but there are a lot of people that feel the same way about Brock Purdy, the same way Calvin feels about Brock Purdy. See, I told you guys, then if he rises up again and plays well, then those naysayers, everything gets an awful quiet and becomes quiet if Brock Purdy is able to beat the Brock Purdy we saw the first five, six weeks of the NFL season. David in Washington, thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry, part of the Dr. Pepper call on line at 888-7293-776. Big David, who is the team to watch out for in the National Football League? Where is the love for my Seahawks? Well, David, I gave him love in my three-up, buddy. I gave him love earlier, buddy. Come on. <laughs> what voice is this? I don't know. It's not a black voice. <laughs> Did we have to go there? I See? would damn See? ass. Did we have to go there? <laughs> Why does it sound like this? So, so da- no, da- David, I'm being, I'm, being, let me, I'm being serious, David. I like the Seattle Seahawks, in, and I said earlier, they're a team that a lot of people better watch out for. We they're said that the, in preseason. They're the second best team right now, record-wise, in mm-hmm. the NFC. Yep. I can't wait 
So I go out there November 12th to call the game versus uh, the Seahawks versus the Commanders because mm. I want to see them live. Yeah, and, and we said this in the preseason that that's a team that can be very sneaky in the NFC because remember, they got to the playoffs last year and they were giving the 49s holy you-know-what before they got worn down in the fourth quarter. So that's a team that's well-coached. We know they have two terrific corners on the outside. Geno Smith does not make those big mistakes. They got a running game. Jackson Smith and Jibba is really starting to come around now. So, yeah, the Seahawks, they've got nothing but a more from me and Harry even before the season got started. And, David, we're just having fun, buddy. I love you listening. I think he Cont- knows Continue that. to call in, man. Yeah. We like calling. Hey, come on, David. Gee Willikers. <laughs> Who are you, Fonzie and Potsy at the mall shop with Arnold the Happy Days, Devin? David said, where's the love for my Seattle Seahawks? You got, we got him, Dave. We got you, you David. You guys are so wrong for all the wrong reasons <laughs> and for all the right reasons. Just just blurring past all the lines and stereotypes right I love now. Seattle, David. I love Seattle. Great I city. can't wait to get back out A there. A buddy of mine used to, work, used to work at Cube in Seattle, KUBE, fantastic radio station, Heritage Top 40 radio station, and I went to visit him out there, and I almost didn't come home. Hanging on a Puget Sound and everything. Fantastic, fantastic city. And it's a misnomer. It doesn't rain 365 days a year in Seattle. You it's almost didn't come home. City. Boy, let me know a Freaky Freddy or something out there in the streets. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Biggest surprise on Sunday oh. in the National Football League was, we'll fill in that blank and tell you the best in the NFC. He's Harry Jones, I think. I'm just Freddie Coleman. We're Freddie and Harry in ESPN Radio. Oh. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.